libraries and weight rooms audience. Uh, this is the podcast where we work on building stronger humans through mental and physical fitness. I am your host, DJ Ligori, and today we have a very, very special guest. All right. So my goal with this podcast now moving forward is once a month, I want to feature a, a guest who I think is kind of a badass, or I think aligns with some physical fitness element or some some mental fitness element. And the guest we have today is very, very near and dear to my heart. One of my heroes, one of my role models. She may be younger than me, but who cares? All right. Your role models and your heroes can be anybody that you want. She is a 2016 high school graduate of Hilton High School. She is a four-time Hilton High School swimming record holder. She's a three-time New York State champion for the YMCA swim team. She received her bachelor's degree in psychology from Brockport University, Golden Eagle. She received her master's in forensic psychology from Roger Williams University. And new to my knowledge tonight, she is a current amateur power lifter. She's in the process of becoming a amateur power lifter. And she currently is a mental health counselor working in prison. And I want her to explain a little bit about that because that's a very interesting thing. But this guest tonight, D'Angelo Gori, my sister, before we got on this, we talked forever. And today we, we finally actually got it going. So Deandra, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you, fans. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> Deandra, tell us real quick about your your job without getting yeah, fired. So mental health counselor in a prison. Um, I work with adult males, so 18 and over. I do two things. So I assess their risk for recommitting the uh, crime that they're charged with. So I do kind of a few different psych testing uh, interviews. I sit with them for six to eight hours, write up a report and kind of determine their risk for reoffending. And then the second part is I run um, a group of five or six men who are uh, incarcerated and we do kind of group therapy to work on um, anything they really wanna work on. So that sounds a little intense. Intense, but it's exciting. <laughs> so you do, you kind of do group coaching then, right? A little bit. I mean, I don't want them to ever think of me as their coach because that's a little inappropriate for the job I'm in, but I do want gotcha. them, I do want them uh, we, to have a good, strong therapeutic relationship, we call it. So I do work closely with them multiple hours a week to ensure that they work on bettering themselves. I give them maybe the tools and then they, hopefully they use the tools the right way. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And that, and that job is probably a fairly large indicator of you being able to mask your emotion at all time. Oh, definitely. It's also, uh, you know, the men love it when I'm going on dates. It's great, <laughs> great opener. <laughs> well, tonight, as much as we want to talk about that, there's probably some restrictions to how much you can share with us. So we want to be sure respectful. <laughs> we want to be respectful with that. So <laughs> what we're going to talk about tonight is something that both DeAndre and I grew up with. And I think it's very important that once we're done with this podcast, podcast, we're going to send this to mom and dad, and we're going to have to teach dad how to hit play on the Spotify app. I think he's, I think he's learned that. I think he's mastered that. All right, good. Cause I know that that can cause a little bit of stress and anxiety in the Ligori household at times. 
So we're yep. going to do our best to mitigate that. But what we want to talk about today is our punishment growing up. Uh, this punishment, in all seriousness, was hell. Okay. Yeah, it, it was the worst it, thing I've ever experienced in my life. It, it really was. And really was. I've been through some, some really tough injuries, right? I've, I've had some really nasty self-talk at times. But there's nothing that really compares to what this punishment was. Uh, Deandra, can you please explain what the punishment was? Yes. So disclaimer, no children were harmed physically in the process of this punishment. Uh, we, DJ and I had the lovely experience of receiving uh, dictionary pages when we misbehaved. So what happened was um, our father was the ringleader. I'm going to give him that title here and that I believe his mother. So our grandma, I think, started this. Um, yep. This lovely dad, this is nothing against you. This is nothing no, against you. Love, love you, Dad. Ami, you're the a gem. But <laughs> for coming up with this punishment, I have some choice words. But we would have to copy dictionary pages, multiple dictionary pages, um, for the punishment. And you know, the number of pages was relevant to how severe we were misbehaving. Copy the dictionary pages, then hand them in to father. I don't really know if mom ever reviewed them I think she did once or twice and I think mom hated it just as much as us because she'd look at it and be like you're fine you're good yeah. like yeah but mom was our dad, saving grace mom mom, mom, yeah, mom was in our corner <laughs> mom is like mom when you're listening to this thank god we had you I think the yeah, I mean, ran away at that point right dad I love you for it I didn't back then but I do yeah. <laughs> yes dad in all seriousness 100% happy and grateful that that was our punishment without a doubt right. but during that time complete hell so so keep never, going yeah. yeah never thought I would be um begging my father to hit me but that's yeah. what was happening. oh a hundred percent would have taken a right hook from a grown man at age seven and just knock me out cold right then then have right. to do that I asked I remember multiple times asking him just smack me and he goes no mm -hmm. I'm not gonna hit you right and he was very yeah. firm about that right so yeah so we had to do that um I'm trying to think what did you get dictionary pages for what was like your so, theme the the biggest one was tone and yeah, we, we we had some tone and i remember too i remember like him saying something and i'm being like really and he'll be and and it would be silence and in my head i'm like i'm fucked <laughs> and i like like little like you can imagine little like seven-year-old dj he's adorable right he's he's sitting there really and him looking down at me and going oh you had tone, son. Yeah. And me just I knowing, <laughs> right? Ignoring exactly what that meant. Oh. He'll go, you have tone, son. And, my, and I'd look over at my mom and my mom, right? Mom would almost be like, she knew it was coming. And I'd be like looking up in, in my head. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, <laughs> I didn't mean that. Like, come on. He, and he'd go, you owe me six pages. I would like them done by seven o'clock. And you can hand them in on the desk. And the worst was the way he spoke. It sounded like he was a doctor delivering, like, not a detrimental <laughs> illness, but like, you have, you know, psoriasis. You have <laughs> eczema, right? Yeah. It wasn't anything so terrible, but it would just be, oh, son, <laughs> daughter, that's a bummer that you chose to have some tone because now you're fucked <laughs> <laughs> and he would call us son or daughter like it became oh, yeah 
it became a formal thing. And I think that was like a part of the intensity of it too. Cause like most of the time he'd call, call me horse, right. He'd call you mm-hmm. pumpkin. He'd call me DJ, right. he'd call you Deandra. But if a son or a daughter came out, you're like, you know, there's, that you're at a that. point of no return. Right. So, yeah. yeah so he would, sure. I got yelled at, I often for being physical, cause I would bite him mm-hmm. a lot. Or you um, hit me. I would hit you. Uh, I was definitely more of a physical getting in trouble for a person. I did have tone too. I was a little sassy, but, um, and you, the tone is like the minute you said it, it escaped your body, your stomach drops. Cause you're like, um, he's crushing me right now where I would bite him. And I'm like, maybe, or like dig my chin into the back of your neck when we would wrestle yeah, and, yep. and I would get, I would get yelled at for that, but definitely the biting and <laughs> bite my dad on the chest. I don't know why I did that, but and now I remember a time too, and D'Angelo, you had mentioned this uh, before we jumped on. There was one thing that you realized was not going to help once you had gotten the the dictionary pages. And I remember one time I had pre-wrote the dictionary pages and me thinking I was some genius at age 9, 10, 11, 12. I think I received four or five pages and I said, Hey, great. Give me some more. I said, I already wrote them, which was tone on top of being cocky. (laughs) So it was like a double whammy. And he, and he looked at me and he goes, you really just, you're not learning, are you? And I, and like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, what the hell Deej? Like you had, you should have just went upstairs and listened to some fallout boy for 45 minutes or something. And, yep. and he said, great. He goes, then, then like, let's double it. Right. And I don't remember. I was, exactly I say, let's happened. double it. Let's double. It was, was a tough word. And so it was a tough term. And so, but I remember being kind of cocky with that, like thinking I'd, I'd won him over. And to this day, I may have, I may never win him over. Right. I, I, I may never, I'll think of that with that punishment. And so that was, yeah. a tough. I also struggled which I think I think dad will admit maybe he felt bad about this I I like to think my egos I think he feels bad uh I'm dyslexic okay (laughs) so what what would happen to me was an extra which is hysterical like I mean just the 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 irony of that that you have to copy dictionary pages and you're dyslexic and they didn't know it by this point right no no no, I didn't find out till I mean because I remember when I started it really was hard for me because I found out I was dyslexic when I was had to read in class my freshman year and I got made fun of because I sounded like they were rewinding a cd like I didn't make sense when I was speaking um but when I was younger so I would write dictionary pages and we would get sometimes dad would read them and if he didn't like the way your penmanship looked you have to redo them and the (laughs) issue was I was misspelling words and he would just you know in that calm tone be like so I walk me through how you read the word here and then it's spelled wrong on the paper here he goes where's the disconnect and I'm like dad I don't know where the disconnect is because I don't have the connection in my head (laughs) it doesn't happen (laughs) to me and so he tried to you know the dyslexia out of me in the kindest of ways um it it did help you know figure out that I was dyslexic in fact but it was it would suck when you watched him follow the words and then just circle things yeah. and go, I'm gonna need you to go back and, and rewrite, you know, what you know freaking mitochondria means. And I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> and that and Deandre, you're I'm glad you said that because that is something that I forgot he did. 
was he would go over them with us. So like, I, I want everybody to realize, like, we're not trying to bash our dad and in, in all seriousness, I am eternally grateful that like right. he did this, like this was a, this, this sucked, this really hurt. And it taught us that there's going to be things that are challenges in our life that you're, there's right. no way of getting out of. Right. So let's find something to get out, get something good to take out of it and keep moving forward and keep making progress. And so what he would basically do is take the dictionary pages and say, all right, you know, first, do we understand what, what, why I did this to you? And he would always say, I don't enjoy doing this to you because this is going to help you moving forward. Now, when we're young, we're like, I have no idea why we're doing this and I have no idea. And so we'd always say, yeah, I had tone or I talked back or Deandre did this or that. And then he would go through them and he would, he would, he would circle when there was Mm -hmm. a misspelled word. And in the calmest voice to your point, he would, he would then ask us, what, what is the, what are we missing here? Like, like we're, you're copying it. He said, why are you misspelling it? And I remember like mom would be like, Doug, (laughs) they're trying. And I'm like, dad, I'm, I'm trying to whip through these things. Like it's 78 degrees out. The guys are swimming. Like I'm going to misspell a couple here, like throw me a bone. And, but, and he was, he was respectful with that. And, right. and he taught us some good lessons about, about kind of like taking pride in your work, right? Mm-hmm. Reading things over. If you're going to put your name on it, make sure it's truly yours. Of and course. that was a very valuable lesson that we, that we learned from those. And even though there are tear marks on the dictionary from where the tear had dropped from my face and actually, yeah muddled some of the words to the point where I couldn't write it thinking I would yeah. get out of that but it just added another paragraph <laughs> you know right? what so. sucks too I would like when I finished my pages I would always look at like the next few pages to like know the next time I got yelled at like what was in store for me and there were certain letters that I couldn't stand like I loved getting like when I got to x that was the best because there's like seven words that's yeah. with the letter x so it was easy, simple, but don't, don't come at me with like a letter M or an N don't come at me with those because they were brutal. And the worst would be like a double meaning word oh. and it would say the word. And then there would be like four different things about it. And I'm like, Oh my God. Or if there was like not a lot of pictures on the page. So there was yeah. more word. <laughs> I would, I would lose it in the one, the biggest thing I learned from dictionary pages which you and I both have said is our biggest pet peeve is the more I complained the more pages I got so I just stopped complaining I think when I was maybe six and I never did it again yeah you're you're completely right and and that to me is a skill Mm -hmm. it's it's an absolute skill now when something doesn't go your way to not complain about it to simply say right now I have a choice I cannot control what is in front of me. I can control my effort and I can control my attitude and I can control the decision that I'm going to make regarding those two things. And so those that, that was, and I'm, I'm glad you said that at the end because that is 100% true that mm-hmm. when we did say, no, dad, I didn't do this or no, dad, I didn't do that. And I even remember one of the times I hid the dictionary yeah. and told dad, I can't find it. And I remember him so vividly saying, do you think when I was younger, I didn't try to hide the dictionary? Mm. And me again, like looking up, like you can imagine like a little kid looking up at his dad, like, how am I going to out talk this 40 year old man right now? And him saying, 
Steed. She goes, this was, you got to remember, this was my punishment. He goes, yeah. I tried all of the things to get out of these. Mm-hmm. He goes, so I appreciate you trying to do it. He goes, but you just doubled it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, so at that point, it was like, once you got them, you weren't going to get out of them yep. until you just did them. No, and the one thing I want to ask him as an adult now, hopefully he'll be, you know, mano y mano with me. I need to know, because he said every time, because there were sometimes I'm going to toot our own horns, that we wouldn't get more pages or we he wouldn't circle any words. Like we would have a page that was yeah. fully correct. And he said that he would put a mark on the page so he knew that we already wrote it. So I couldn't use that dictionary page again. Cause like we would have a journal that had all of like the writings in it. So if I did a section, say I got four pages and I didn't get anything wrong. So I just did the four and went about my day. I, my head was like, I'm just going to use those four pages again. If I don't get in trouble for a while, cause he'll forget what letter I was on or whatever. And I tried to do that once. And he, in the calm, scary tone said, you think I don't mark the pages and I don't know what letter you're on. And I, for the life of me, scanned every page and I couldn't find a mark, a symbol, a something that he wrote. So he would know to himself like, oh, she's already done this page. She's trying to use it again. I need yeah. to know if he actually did that or if he just said that to scare us. What, what do you think? You think he was giving you a line of bull? I think he was giving me a line of bull. Oh. I think so because I watched him like you would hand him the notebook and then stand there like a teacher grading your paper and you're like, yeah. oh, I pass. So That's I watched him yeah. like look through the paper. So I'm like, unless he's sneakily putting like a minute period somewhere, because he'd always do it in a blue pen. So pen color was always the same, but I I wrote in whatever color pen I had, but I'm curious if he did it or not. Now Deandra, did your friends ever hear about this punishment? So I hid it from most people because I was, I didn't know how to describe it, but I remember, I can't remember who it was. It might've been Delaney or maybe Kara because Kara got in trouble a lot. My friend as a a kid, because she was a Krabby Patty and she would get things like taken away from her. And I remember saying that I did dictionary pages and she was like, couldn't comprehend. I remember telling a teacher and then the teacher, Miss Brock maybe, ended up doing it in class to her students because dad sold her house. Yeah. And she ended up using that tactic. I think I said it in front of her when I was like with dad on the appointment or something. Yeah. And she used that tactic to her students in class. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, all the parents are in cahoots. All the adults love torturing us. Why are we bringing this around? Like we should stop doing this. Stop, right? Like at that point, we're like, stop it. But now like thinking today, it is something that I probably, if I ever have a family, it's something that I'm definitely gonna use. Are you, the question is, are you using, because we need to, you know, tell the viewers, the listeners here. We used a child children's dictionary so there were pictures, right? We're not using the Webster dictionary. So that was a plus for us, at least that there was pictures. So I could see the antelope while I was crying, writing about apples, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that's a good point, Deandra. And I think, so would I use the children's dictionary versus like a Webster dictionary? I mean, yeah, I, I think I'm, what I want to do is I would duplicate exactly my experience. Mm-hmm. And, and I think because... I think too, as we got older, 
I can't, I'm pretty sure we graduated into like encyclopedias or maybe even like some of the books that dad had where we were talking, like, for some reason, I remember like talking about like Gettysburg or writing like right. a whole page on Gettysburg or like the civil war. And so I, 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 it's basically the idea I really like, right. Maybe it won't be a dictionary, but I really like the idea of maybe they write down like a whole page about like how the mind works. And sure. I, I think the, the important part that, that dad was getting across to us, which as we've mentioned, I'm eternally grateful for was it was our ability to do something we didn't want to do. And it was our ability to learn something. So in a way, it taught us how to get over that challenge and stop complaining about shit and just figure out a way to get over it. Now, I know that might sound uh, rash or disrespectful because we all have our own challenges that we face in our life. Yet it comes a point where we say, all right, am I going to just let this destroy me? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to figure out some resource or some coach or some action or some tool that I can use to help me keep moving forward? Right. I mean, and tell me that didn't help you take better notes in school. I oh. remember when I got to college and my, my friends were always like, um, how are you taking such bad notes? Like you're dyslexic. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know I am. And like, I am spelling words wrong. So dad, I'll be honest, I'm still spelling things wrong, but I had the ability to read the whole thing and write it down or, or summarize it or just move so much quicker because as a kid, like DJ said, it's 78 degrees outside, you know, the Metsers are playing basketball. I'm trying to go poop. So I'm doing this as efficiently as I freaking can, because I know crying's not going to save me. Complaining about it's not going to save me. So I'm like, I'm just sucking this shit up and doing it. And that translated to college. When you have a professor who's talking at the speed of light, you got 50 minutes to write down these slides and you're just going and it helps you so much. Yeah. Yeah, I and and I think that's so cool. And I I even remember too, like when I asked you about your friends knowing, I remember having like Dante and Derek over as a young kid, and them chant like me saying something and dad getting mad, and them chanting dictionary pages, right. like they thought it was a joke, mm -hmm. and me, like it was kind of like uh, I don't want to say scarring, but it really like it literally created a tidal wave of negative emotion inside of you because it was basically like, hey, you're going to get hit with something you don't want to do, but you're going to have to do it. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of like the thing where nowadays, like I try to I try to understand like the moments where I get stressed or the moments where I get anxious. Right. It's because I have to or I'm telling myself that I have to do something in order to get a result that I want. And it has the possibility now of being uncomfortable. I don't just tell myself it's going to be uncomfortable. Like I'm not just giving it all that power. I'm right. basically just going to give it the idea that, yeah, it might be comfortable, but a lot uncomfortable, but along the way, I probably am going to have a lot of opportunities to learn something. I know that I can only grow through discomfort. So now in a way it's like, all right, these obstacles are going to make me stronger. So like, I, I feel better about them now. Right. And it's, in dictionary pages for me, so in terms of like psychology, it's this positive punishment. So I'm still being punished, but positive meaning I was given something to do for my punishment instead of like a negative punishment where like your phone gets taken away or something. And so in doing that, you sat there and I don't even know if this was mom and dad's intention, but it happened at least for me. I sat there for a second because I'm so emotionally dysregulated and pissed that I had to do this, that I would think about 
why I was, I had to do it. I'm like, mm -hmm. it's because I freaking bit DJ. It's because I freaking had tone or I did whatever. And so I would sit there and I'm like, well, I'm never going to do that again because I hate writing these. And it made me sit there for a minute and process what I did, what I did wrong. And I don't want to feel this ever again. So I'm just going to try and be better for the next time. And then you actually had a, a final piece, a final like picture to see of like, okay, because I did this, I had to do these things and I don't want to do this again. Here's my punishment. I'm handing it to you and I'm never doing it again. Mm -hmm. So that, that kind of makes me think about, we get a certain result from the way we behave mm -hmm. and the way we really behave is outlined with our identity, which we talked a little bit about off camera, which we can do a whole separate podcast around that. But the, the results that we were getting was ultimately, Hey, you have dictionary pages. It's like, okay, then what led to that result? Whether it was tone or you biting me or me speaking back in a certain way. So in a, in a, in a way it, to your point, it taught us how to be better, like mm -hmm. be kinder, be smarter, be more empathetic, be more genuine, think a little bit deeper. Without being so, afraid though, because yeah, some people who get punished as a child and they get sent to their room or they get screamed at or like we joke that dad had this calm tone but he did so I was never afraid of my father if I got mm -hmm. in trouble I was never you know worried that mom was going to scream at me I was like okay they've set this system in place so I know what's going to happen so it's like I sat there and I was like you idiot like you you knew if you did this these amount I didn't know how many pages were coming the number was always a surprise but yeah you knew X amount of pages were coming and you knew the consequences of your action. So it was the best of the worst case scenario because I'm not getting hit. I'm not getting spanked. I'm not getting my phone taken away or I could still go to swim practice, but I had to go sit in my room with my thoughts and my pen and my pencil and my paper and figure out what I did. And I had to complete this task. You know, Deandra, you bring up a great point there. It also forced us to be alone with our thoughts, mm -hmm. which is something that I think a lot of people today really struggle with mm -hmm. because our thoughts have been so muddied by comparison mm -hmm. or expectations and being a young, I know now keep in mind, we were getting these around age anywhere from maybe like four, four, five, six. I mean, however, we basically when we can start writing, well, Until... I mean, and to be fair, we wrote the, the sentences first before we could read the dictionary. It yeah. was, I will not bite my brother. And you had to write that sentence 15, 20 times until we could actually read the dictionary. Then we graduated to the dictionary. <laughs> we graduated to a, a, a meaner punishment. Uh, <laughs> but but at that time, we didn't have social media. No. We, we didn't have Facebook, Instagram, none of that stuff. So I think our ability to sit with our thoughts may have been a little bit more manageable mm -hmm. because we didn't have all of those extra thinking patterns that could have been in our head. So, yeah. I mean, cause that's one of the things that like, I genuinely, I genuinely like being by myself today because now I used to not like it that much, but because I work on my, on my mind every day, Right. I know how to, uh, I, I I've become a more mentally fit person with my thinking. So I'm okay with, with doing that now and being 
a young kid and doing that, I like I, I liked going upstairs and drawing by myself for for an hour or so. Like I enjoyed that solitude because my thoughts weren't weren't going wild. So what what are your thoughts about that, Deandra? Like the 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 power to to be alone with your thoughts. Well, I think that's exactly what that did. And it also taught me how to like self-soothe and calm myself down not saying my parents didn't help me like mom would always come in if she heard me crying and you know explain thank god mom was there (laughs) yeah yeah thank god honestly i mean and and dad too like if i cried it's not like i cried and he just kept giving me more pages you know he would console me but give me more pages (laughs) (laughs) um and it was appropriate i mean i would have i don't know how you didn't want to beat the shit out of us because i was (laughs) i mean whatever but you know, so then I'm on this upset little bean that I go upstairs and, and I'm crying over this dictionary pages. And then I, I remember always being like, if you just stopped crying, took a deep breath and wrote the next three pages, you'd be done in a half an hour and you can go outside and play. Because like, that was the thing. You handed the pages in, you, you, you did them, maybe you had to redo. I mean, you never had to redo like all of them. You'd redo yeah. a little section and it would take you 10 extra minutes maybe. And then he'd be like, okay, all right. I'm sorry if I made you mad. I'm sorry if you were upset, but do you understand why you got him? We did a little reflection moment yeah. and then you'd get a hug and, and I'd be out the freaking door. So yeah. you, I, when I sat in my room, I remember thinking the specific time I had this big yellow fluffy pillow that I was crying into. And that's the day he came up and he said, if you keep crying, I'm going to give you more pages. <laughs> and and <laughs> he gave me more pages and I sat there and I said, okay, let's calm down let's relax being upset. Like you can be upset because he made you upset, but we're upset because of something you did. So what did you do? And let's try not to do it again. And like, take a deep breath and just write the pages in it. And it helped me sit there with my own emotion, tell myself I'm going to be okay. And then get the positive criticism from my dad, where I came down and I handed them the thing and he read it. And then he said, okay, like, yeah, you should don't bite your brother or, or don't give your mom tone or whatever. I love you. Go play basketball. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you went yeah. about your day. You know, you, you bring up a great point about, uh, blame mm-hmm. and the blame. I mean, when you're sitting with a dictionary in front of you and you have a task of writing five pages at that point, you can't blame like as, as, brutal as it sounds you can't blame anybody but yourself Mm -mm. and and that was what our parents thought was a a smart idea to not only help us but also teach us good good lessons as as a as a young child growing up but that blame piece is very important because I think a lot of people today may blame other circumstances oh the economy oh my genes oh my family my environment and we blame other things in because of the results that we have gotten. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to be harsh or disrespectful in this term, but I think we just really need to blame ourselves. And or like take accountability, I think. Take, take accountability, right? The, yeah. the, the re, I always say all of the things you have in your life are because of you and all of the things you don't have in your life are because of you. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts about that regarding like blaming yourself versus blaming somebody else? Well, I mean, I would think about that because I'm like crying over these pages, but I'm like, what dad didn't give me pages because I did something good or he didn't give me pages just to give me them. Right. I did something and my actions caused 
a reaction from, you know, my guardian, the person who is raising me here. Mm -hmm. And I think I don't blame has a negative connotation. And I'm thinking a six-year-old is definitely sitting there blaming myself, but it's more so, and I didn't think of it then because, you know, I'm young, but, but now looking back, it's, it's taking the accountability of, well, what did I do to put myself here and how do I avoid doing that in the future? And that's what I was doing, even though I didn't really know that, but I think I bit you once and, and you smacked me when I bit you. So I didn't like getting smacked by you. And then I got pages from it. So one, I don't want to get hit by my brother and I don't want to do these many pages. So I think that's the most pages I got was like six or seven for, I think, hurting you Mm -hmm. more so than having tone with my father. So I also learned that you can't hurt the people you love because you're going to get pages. So stop. So I learned that too, or you know, when dad would yell at us for something and he's like, I'm only trying to help you. That's what he always would say when he gave us these pages or, you know, it hurts me too. And I'm like, why? You're not in trouble. You get to go outside and sit on the pool deck while I have to sit here and do these. And he's like, but it hurts me too. And our mom, you know, hated giving us pages so much because it hurt her. And I'm like, why did it hurt her? She's not the one in trouble, nor is she the one who got bit. Like, why is it hurting her so much? And then understanding that my actions were upsetting to them or, or taking accountability for what did I do and why am I getting in trouble? You know, that is a, that's a fantastic point. It's almost like they, they loved us. So they wanted to help us. Oh, they and, love us unconditionally. Right. They loved us unconditionally. And so that's why it hurt them because then they saw us, us get hurt and that negative emotion come out. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I say, like our parents were, uh, my our parents were phenomenal, right? Like I, I really have nothing bad to say about them. <clears throat> and I, I thank them for loving us enough to be a little mean, right? Sure. Be a little challenging. And I even told mom a couple, I remember I told mom this last, maybe two summers ago, I said, I almost wish you guys would have even made a struggle more. Yeah. And, and because I've, I've noticed a lot of the, uh, the people that we've worked with have these really tough struggles. And there's almost a part of me where it's like, man, I never had that. I can't even relate to that. Like, I, I wonder, so I'm all set with mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, so, and we all have our, have our own struggles. I guess it was these new struggles where sure. it just made me think about like, how would I have reacted to that? Or, right. or how would, how would I have grown from that? So, yeah, I, I think that's a, I think that's a good thing to kind of encompass this whole podcast on is that yes, our parents loved us unconditionally and mm-hmm. had a, a great family and, and, both Deandra and I are trying to help people with their, their mental health and their mental right. fitness, because we both had our own challenges, even in a beautiful family. Right? right. So, so, and I think the, the dictionary pages were only something that helped in, in looking back. And, you know, a hot take that all of my friends still make fun of me for or ask me is doing dictionary pages does not give you a larger vocabulary because you don't retain anything you're writing because you're in a traumatic mindset. So I don't have a wider vocab because I read the whole dictionary. <laughs> yes, yes. But I will say this, my penmanship is very clean. Yes, yes, yes. It, it tightened up the penmanship. So, yeah. all right, Deandra. Well, I want to say thank you very much for being, this is January, right? Yeah, January's guest on the Libraries and Waiters podcast. And I even wouldn't mind having you be on this a little bit more because I think we can talk about some pretty deep stuff with the knowledge and the awareness that you have and what I'm 
trying to teach myself and, and, and learn regarding how the, why humans act the way that we do from mm. a physical and a, and a mental fitness standpoint. So thank you so much for your time today. I really hope everybody enjoyed this podcast and uh, we look forward to speaking with you guys next week. Thanks for having me. You're welcome, Andrew. We'll see you. <laughs> see you.